Yay! We're back again, and it was like less than three or four months. I know, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm playing, by the way, the official, I call it the official quarantine song. It's Kim Wilde. I'm Kids in America. <laughs> uh, why is that a quarantine? I'm trying to remember. I just think it's, she's like, I'm sitting in my in my window looking out at the cars going by. Uh, it's like she's stuck you, in the house. Yeah, I guess you've heard more. All I remember is, we're the kids in America. Yeah, this, well, she gets out <laughs> later on. She starts partying by the end of the song, but it starts out sad. She's in her house okay. looking out the window. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, that's think, us. What would be a, a good quarantine song? <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I'm trying to think any songs that have like trapped or stuck, stuck in the middle <laughs> with you or. Uh... Oh, my God. You know what song oh, yeah. I loved? I absolutely loved when I was like in high school age. The Bengals uh, 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 Hazy Shade of Winter. Oh, yeah. I love that song. That was a great fucking song. Well, that's a cover. Yeah, but but I, that version in particular, right. and 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 I got into it because it was in Less Than Zero. That's it was in the soundtrack of Less Than Zero, and I love that movie. That was back when soundtracks mattered. Yeah, I mean now it made a movie sometimes. Yeah, and some of my favorite albums when I were when I was a kid were soundtracks. You know, and yeah, now soundtracks don't matter. No, but they do. I th- what's weird in television, and you've even talked about that. Where I, I mean, they they matter in selling songs, but you don't listen to it as a package. Like, yeah. if if a song, if if Hazy Shade of Winter was on the blacklist, you would go to the Bengals page and listen to that one song. You wouldn't get the blacklist soundtrack yeah. anymore. You know what I mean? Like now, it's it, different. It definitely it helps sell a song. One song. But you don't get that package anymore where it used to be. There were some great soundtracks where every song – I mean like for example, um, the Crow soundtrack. I just posted – I went through my phone. And I was clearing out videos and I put up a whole bunch of concert videos. I was like, damn, remember when you could go to concerts? <laughs> and the clip of The Cure that I put up was a song, Burn, that was on the Crow soundtrack. It was the only place it was. And somebody wrote me and goes, what's that song? And I was like, oh, it's Burn from the Crow. And they're like, oh, yeah. And it – if you go back, there were a lot of tracks on the Crow soundtrack that weren't anywhere else at that time. Now, if you go to the Cure's profile, you can find that one song. You don't need the whole yeah, soundtrack. But what's cool about the soundtrack is we couldn't just, I mean, you could go buy a fucking 45, how old are we? You could go get right. singles, but it was really hard to have a collection of songs. So it was cool to have a bunch of different songs from different artists and potentially sure. all hits. You know what I mean? Right. That made no. it even better. There was an art to putting together a soundtrack and, you know, there were successful soundtracks that were multi-platinum albums that that just doesn't happen anymore. There can be a song from a soundtrack that gets and sells a whole shitload, but the uh, the soundtrack as, as a whole doesn't really do much anymore. Here is my trivia question that I think I know the answer to. The most successful soundtrack of all time, Purple Rain? Bodyguard? I think it's Purple Rain with that. I thought it was album. The Bodyguard with what? Whitney Houston. I, I know that song. I wonder because I, I remember uh, I, I Purple Rain I had all of those Prince fucking hits, man. That was a huge album. I wonder what it was. Yeah. No, it was. Let's see. Uh, most um, successful soundtrack. Let's see. There are a lot of options. Oh, but I mean, God. Good guess. Let's see. Uh, the 20 best-selling soundtracks of all time. So here we go. Um, 
Number one, the bodyguard. So it is the Whitney, all because, and that's off of one fucking song. Right. But here, when we start to go down this list, you're going to go, oh, yeah. And by the way, yours is number three. Holy number shit. Two, Saturday Night Fever. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. That that. Uh, you know what? Yeah. If I hadn't have picked Purple Rain, I should have picked that to be number one. I, I honestly didn't think. I thought the uh, the Bodyguard was one song, not a soundtrack. Yeah, no. Okay, so the Bodyguard, uh, I don't know when they made this list, was 18 million units. Uh, uh, Saturday Night Fever was 16 million, and Purple Rain was 13 million. Here's a weird one. Number four is Forrest Gump. I don't even remember the soundtrack to that. I do not either. Number five, Dirty Dancing. Yeah, it was huge, but but lame. I hated that music. No, I'm with you. And six is lame, but you'll go, oh, that makes sense. Titanic. Uh, another one song fucking yeah, soundtrack. Uh, seven, The Lion King, the 1994 version. Uh, eight, Footloose. Nine, Top Gun. Uh, that's another one song soundtrack. Right. Ten, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Remember that one? It had all the Americana songs on it. I didn't That's like a that. weird George Clooney movie. Yeah. Uh, Eleven, Grease. I would have thought that was higher. Yeah, that was good. Still run around. Okay. 12 makes no sense to me. Waiting to Exhale? Yeah, no idea. Uh, the song Exhale is famous for its Shoop chorus written by Babyface. I don't know. Uh, Shoop? Shoop? Like, no, yeah, that's a different song, right? <laughs> um, Little Mermaid's 13. Pure Country is 14. I remember that barely. I don't know that either. Uh, 15 Flashdance. Okay, that okay, that I love that movie, and I I remember that uh, what's her name Irene Cara or whatever that was a yeah. huge hit on that, and every everybody remembers Maniac. She's a yeah. Maniac. Sixteen's yeah. uh, a weird one because I don't remember any music from it. Uh, Space Jam. Wow. Oh, I believe I can fly was on it. I believe I could catch the sky. Yeah, that I was didn't a big know hit. that was from Space Jam. <laughs> Uh, 17, The Big Chill. That one, Reber had all the uh, Motown songs, I think. Uh, 18, City of Angels. Wasn't that a, uh, uh, what's his name movie? Uh, no idea. Nicholas Cage or something. 19, The Jazz Singer. And 20, Evita. So a lot oh, of random songs. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Yeah. that. I mean, at least I know that song. But you were close. Number three was uh, Purple Rain. You know what? Uh, great uh, sidebar on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Rick Dees, who had a song and it was in the movie. And his fucking manager, whoever it was, somebody fucked up and didn't get the paperwork done. And Rick's song didn't get on the fucking soundtrack. And it cost him millions and yeah. millions of dollars. That would have surpassed Disco Duck. In, that that in, was this no Disco Duck w was in the movie. Oh, okay. He had a chance to get Disco Duck on the soundtrack, and they didn't. They fucked up. Oh, yeah, that's a big fuck up, right oh, there. Oh my god, something that big that goes down all time big. Yeah, that that's one you resent for the rest of your life. You fire <laughs> that dude, and you fire that fucker and become a crazy, bitter, nutty nut man. You know what I'm surprised wasn't on there, although I can't think of one specific song from it, was Urban Cowboy. To me, that was as big as Saturday Night Live. Yeah, its that was moment. huge. Or as big as, that was as big as Grease. Yeah, for sure, but that one didn't make the top 20. Huh. Um, I have a very good story that's some straight-up Palisade stuff. Uh, over the weekend, Other Daughter came over. Okay. And uh, came to visit on Mother's Day. And... 
she was telling us her dad, remember her dad is a lawyer who doesn't practice. He's got a law oh, I degree. I thought he was, I knew he was a rich dude. I didn't know what he did. Yeah, he doesn't practice. He he has a law, he is a lawyer who owns a, he owns a company that is humongous, like worldwide company, the surveillance shit, whatever Oh, it is. okay, but so nothing in the, No, nothing he, related at all. He doesn't own like a legal firm or anything. No, no, he's not, yeah, he's not even related in law at all, other than that's okay. his company. So apparently he was down here in, uh, coming home, coming down PCH and he, has a convertible 911. Okay. And he's at a red light and a guy in a the SUV Tesla thing yes backed okay. over the top of the 911. No, like, wait, why was he going backwards? I think he he went forward too far and at the light then all of a sudden he's put it reverse oh. and just backed up over the top of the 911. Okay. So the light turns green and the dude takes off. No way. Yes. And so he chases it to take a picture. Right, so, yeah, so, so you can yeah. figure out who the hell it is. And by the way, and, and this guy is so, what's so funny, he was with me one time, and there was some guy blocking the road, just sitting there talking, and he honked, and they wouldn't move, and I go, oh, I'm going to get out and tell this guy to move. And he's like, oh, my God, oh, God. He freaked out. He was like the most non-frontational person in the world. And if he thought, right. so this no. So he wasn't going to chase this guy and try right. to beat him up or anything. He really right. chased him, took a picture. Okay, so he called, gets home, calls the police, sends the police. The police go and arrest the dude for hit and run. The dude has now filed a, a lawsuit against him for $60,000 for disgracing his reputation, saying, and he's a Harvard law lawyer, <laughs> oh, God. the guy that ran, and that he uh, didn't do it. wasn't him. Oh, that somebody else was driving? Is that what he's, he's going to say? He's not saying it was even his car. Yet, the car has damaged exactly in the spot, and it was white and... His Porsche right. is black, and there's black stripes, and and it's just fucking nuts. This guy is pulling this, but it just reminds me of how much I hate people and rich people yeah. more yeah, than, no, than that's, anything. That's ridiculous bullshit right yeah. there. But that just happened over here the other day. I'm like, God, fucking dickwads. You know what I was just reading? Uh, unrelated, but I don't know why it popped in my head. That I don't know which one it is. The Olsen twins, the one who married the super old dude, they're getting divorced. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird. Remember, they had a weird wedding, and and yeah. it was just fucking bizarre. And he's really old and unattractive. He's fifty, and she's thirty, I think. And uh, or he's over fifty. And I was just, saying, it was only five years. Doesn't it seem like that's been going on for more than five years? It's, yeah, she's thirty. It's, honestly, God, it's, I had the feeling he got with her when she was like twenty. <laughs> yeah, no, it it it's just creepy. And then, but there's weird shit going on. He kicked her out of the apartment, and you know she's filing for an emergency divorce. And I was like, I was just, re I was like, and he's not broke. You know what I mean? Like his brother was the uh, president of France or something at some point. So, but he's not fucking Olsen twin, Rich. No, and she's asking them to enforce the prenup. Well, because they, uh, I saw a thing though that that something about because there's no file because courts aren't open, he's able to fuck her over right now, and yeah. he's like taking so, shit and doing all kinds of stuff. That as soon as there's a court order, he will be frozen. But right. till then, he's fucking screwing her. And that's why it was in the news today. She filed an emergency divorce order to try and get them to do something while the courts are closed. Yeah, yeah it's a up. it's an ugly weird divorce and and he's an ugly weird man. Yeah, that was always bizarre from the beginning. And as you, I was looking at the photos of this, I was like, how did this play out from the start? I don't get it. It was weird, and 
out of the blue. It was like, hey, yeah. Ashley Olsen got married to some old fucking fat dude, and and it was weird. Yeah. And he has he had two like teenage kids and shit. It was just a weird. Yeah, it was a weird one. But they're Where, getting divorced. Where's the other Olsen twin? Uh, in the article, it said she's just dating some thirty-year-old artist, so she's dating some dude her age, and huh. they now they own a couple fashion lines. Now it says they don't really go out and do public appearances; that they just concentrate on their fashion. But those kids were because their parents they had like a clothing line. They had a whole line of Mary Kate Nashley shit when they right. were little, and they were multi multi millionaires. It said a hundred million she's worth or something like that. Yeah, that's that's a solid start. For sure. Man. But yeah, that was a weird one. I was reading that. I was like, huh? Oh, uh, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Oh, I'm watching. Um, I've been watching my shows. Oak Island, I'm very disappointed in. It ended oh, last how week. How did it end? Okay. This pissed me off so bad because they this did. This the whole series finale, right? No, just the season finale. Oh, I thought it was ending for good. No, it's, it's still going. In fact, They've already made shows and come back with them. Like last night I saw a show and I'm like, what the fuck is this? It ended and and they're still doing work on the island like right now. And they had an extra show. It was weird that they did it like that. But so they were digging and they they literally found the spot where they think the treasure is as always flooded historically. And there's right. flood tunnels and they seriously found the flood tunnels. And then right. we're able to follow it to exactly where that fucking money pit should have been. Right. Like through all the historical records and everything, the flood tunnel was here and it was this many feet. And they had found another hole earlier. They knew was some explorer shaft and it was 14 feet from there. Okay. But at some point, and I don't remember when, but in it was in the 1900s. Cause this has been going on since 1700s, but at some point in the 1900s, Someone, th th that guy that dug, they dug down next to it. What happened is they were trying to thwart the flood tunnels. So they dug parallel to what the money pit was. And then they were going to tell me this isn't fucking dumb. They were going to go under and come up into the money pit. Okay. So when they got close, the flood tunnels erupted and it killed a bunch of dudes and fucked everything up. And then everything down there was flooded. And then... They heard a massive boom collapse and all hell breaking loose underneath after that. And okay. they know at that point, most likely whatever treasure or anything that was in that, what they think was the money vault, fucking washed to another area. Right. Okay. So, so th th they've assumed that. So they, they've been digging and digging. They find really cool shit. They find wood that comes up. And they can date the wood. That's the technology now. They'll know if it was a searcher or if it was original people because of the of the time that the wood was cut. Right. And, and also, they can look at the wood and tell the way the wood was cut on what time it was put in there. Okay. Like the old, the original dudes had to carve fucking, they would take trees and carve them with fucking axes to make wood beams. And notch them out, and it was incredibly labor intensive. But then, as the researchers all came in, they had saws and all kinds of shit that they built other tunnels down there with. So they're pulling stuff up, pulling stuff up. Never one piece of fucking treasure. They find pieces of human bones, pieces of pottery, pieces of barrels, and they thought the the stuff was really hidden in barrels. 
Okay. Not, not treasure chest. They thought it's like hidden in like whiskey barrels. And they found pieces of barrels and lots of uh, carving or uh, tunnel digging tools, all this cool shit. And they never find any fucking treasure at all. Nothing in the money pit. None. So okay. then this year on the last episode, and then I write the start, like, this is it. They're in the money pit. They're getting down. This is where it should be. They pull up. They find one fucking coin, right? One coin okay. where the money pit should be. And it's a coin that is, they hold up and they're like, oh, shit, this is our coin. And they dug another hole and they're like, hey, if we ever see this coin again, we'll know that they're, that the shit's moving under there, that the land uh-huh. is still actively shifting. So they find, they can't find any fucking of a buried treasure. They can't find a goddamn thing, but they find the one coin they dropped in another hole 15 feet away. And that's what they used as a marker? <laughs> You'd think there'd be something better. It was just, I was so fucking annoyed. I'm like, really? So they found no fucking treasure, but the area they call the swamp is another area, and they're finding a lot of neat historical shit in there. And they think it was a, a pirate ship that they brought in there and sank and then buried. Oh, so unrelated to the money pit or whatever? Yeah, well, the whole... I, what they've figured out in proven this year is that that island was two islands and whoever did all this work literally sailed a boat in the middle it looks like and they used it they made like a wharf in between the two islands and then when they were done they sealed it off and sunk the ship that they uh, one of their ships or ship that had the treasure or whatever it is in that spot okay it, it's now a swamp and they made that so that was a man-made swamp they proved and it's it's interesting. The whole historical angle is still fascinating to me, but I don't think there's a fucking drop of treasure on that goddamn island. Right. <laughs> I think at one point there was. I think somebody built, went to a lot. Basically, think about it. It was a bank, basically, for somebody. Somebody made that fucking thing a huge vault and protected that shit and then came and got it. That's, right. you know, took... Did a withdrawal. That's what happened. I don't think anything's still there. Yeah, I don't know. How long? How much longer does this series go on for, do you think? Uh, yeah, it's, well, now they're basically going to go, and it's going to cost tens of millions of dollars. They're going to now basically dig an 80-foot fucking hole, the entire area where the money pit was, and then as they build put concrete wall down, down, down so the fucker can't flood or cave in. So imagine an 80-foot deep, so like just like you're building a skyscraper, you right. know how they dig so down. What are they going to do with it after it's useless? Well, it's, it's, already, this- it's already useless because it's been fucked over and dug over. Some asshole in the 60s took a bulldozer and tried to do this and got this gigantic crater that then fucking collapsed. And after that, no one's had any idea where any of the, the money pit was or any of the searcher tunnels. No one's known where any of the markers were because this guy obliterated everything in the 1960s with a bulldozer. So they're basically going to do that again. <laughs> they're going to re- re-obliterate it. That's crazy. Yeah. And then I've got a new show I'm into called um, Skinwalker, The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch, which is Fucking fascinating is, to me. What is that? That is a ranch in Utah that supposedly has every fucking paranormal, everything that can ever happen on it. A, a long Why? history of it. Uh, they don't know. But no. 
they well they know some of it. A skinwalker is a Native American okay. that was like um oh what the fuck like their medicine man, and they they're they're also like witches or whatever, and they could become they curse the land. Two Indian tribes were fighting. There was the Utes and the Navajo, and they were fighting. And the Utes went and befriended the United States fucking army and then went in and fucked the Navajo over and sold them into slavery and shit and, like, fought with the fucking whites to fuck over the Navajo. Well, when the Navajo retreated out of the area, finally, because they'd all been fighting over this area for generations, when the Navajo retreated, they cursed the land with skinwalkers and made it fucked up. So that's where the name of it comes from. But... You have here, you have UFOs, you have crazy cattle mutilations, you have weird fucking creatures, you have ghosts, you have uh, just really Okay, what have they actually shit. shown on the show? They've shown UFOs, a lot of UFOs. Like, and, and by the way, UFO doesn't mean it's an alien spacecraft. Right. It means, what the fuck is that? It's something in the sky, you don't know what it is. But, um, and then interesting, they find that there's radiation everywhere out there like massive high doses of radiation and it it'll but it's not always there like the, there was this the the guy that's a scientist went up and moved to cover and then they knew the radiation was around from earlier episodes they started finding it so they made all of the crew wear like these sensors so if they're okay. exposed yeah. it'll it'll go so off they know. yeah right. And all of a sudden, he opened this lid, and his sensor went fucking crazy. And then he got his face and hands had blisters on them from radiation burns. Oh, God. And then they went back the next day, and there's nothing. And they checked it with meters, and there was nothing in the same spot. So it's it's just weird. It's a really weird place. But And then when they dig, every time they dig, something bad happens on this land. And one of their dudes, they literally took a shovel and were digging a hole somewhere looking for something. And the guy's fucking scalp detached from his skull. Oh God. And they showed pictures of the x-rays and all the stuff. And then it happened to him again on the show started happening again when they were out in the field doing a test. And then last night they brought in llamas and then the llamas got attacked by some fucking pack of wild animals and got all fucked up and were bloody fucking just chewed up messes. And then the cows will fucking act weird. And at one point the cows were acting weird. And then they go, what's that? And they look up and there's a fucking UFO right there in the sky. Hmm. And then they, they have cameras everywhere and the cameras will see shit that your eye can't see. They'll see like a beam of light shoot up out of the ground from the middle of nowhere in the middle of a field, a beam of light shoot up into space, but you Hmm. won't see it with your eye, but you see it with the camera. Right. A lot of weird, but just it's a, interesting show just because it's got so much shit going on right at least it has stuff going on yeah and they have they've there's supposedly the family that lived there in the 1990s they were just it's a cattle farm that's what it is and they were farmer cattle farmers and shit would happen to them like all the time apparently their stories are the fucking dad would be working in the field building the fence and he'd turn around and his shovel was gone and he'd be like, where the fuck's my shovel? And then he would go back to the house. And when he got to the house, his shovel would be in the top of a fucking tree by the house. Like weird shit, like would go missing and then reappear in random weird places. And then finally they got to the point where they couldn't, 
it was just unlivable to be there. And they sold it to a guy named Robert Bigelow. Robert Bigelow is a billionaire in Nevada who owns an aeros Bigelow aerospace industry. He makes a bunch of space shit for the government. And okay. he knew about the extraterrestrial UFO connection on the property. So he bought it and then got a hundred and something million dollar grant from the government. And the government went in there and they studied that place for fucking 20 plus years and still never figured out what was happening. Huh? And I mean, millions and millions and millions. And so everyone, it's like a paranormal person knows about it from the Bigelow days, but they were Who very, owns it now, now he just sold it six years ago. And now it's some rich ass dude in Utah who basically is pimping it out and doing a, doing what Bigelow was doing, but making a TV show out of it, which is smart for him. Okay. All right. But yeah, it's, so it's interesting. down with the show. and it, Yeah. And he's on the show and he comes out and tells, they have to ask him and a conference call with them all the time. And he tells them what to do and what not to do. But okay. it's, it's neat. Yeah, I, I find it fascinating. And next week's episode, they have a, and the, what's weird is this cattle shit will happen in the middle of the day. Like they'll see the cows, the cows are all there and they'll be out doing an experiment or doing something weird. And all of a sudden they're like, Hey, get over here. And they all fucking go running and they'll find a fucking dead cow in the middle of the fucking field. Just, just fucking huh. dead. It's, it's really weird. Well, I wonder if that has to do with the radiation leaks. Maybe it's some weird, you know. But I also, when I thought when I saw those weird beams of light that you can't see coming out of the ground, I'm like, fuck, maybe those are, maybe that's what cattle mutilation is. Maybe it's yeah, not maybe it's UFOs. Like, it's radiation or something. Like, you know, maybe that's <laughs> like a radiation geyser. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. And every now and then people get sick and fall over and stuff. But all in all, uh, a fun, interesting show because it's different. It's not like a ghost show or even a UFO show. It's an everything show. I know what I wanted to ask you. What happened yeah. with the cat? Oh, my wife was like, yeah, when I, I was like, cool. And I had some people and they were like, hey, I got one. You want it? And my wife's like, dad, I want that, 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 that. Was, was the idea that getting a cat to scare away rats? Yes. Is that why you wanted one? That's what oh. I wanted for the whole purpose. But also, I like cats. Like, remember? Do you remember my cat that got murdered by a Scientologist? Yeah, the one that ended up in the ocean. Yeah, that was my. I love that cat. That cat would sleep only with me. It was God. That cat. was like twenty some years ago. We had her for a long time. Yeah, and then she we got she uh, got shipped off when my when the baby was born because she kept trying to she would she was very friendly and she would go in the crib and want to sleep with the baby and then it was well, like oh fuck was. yeah that's right. when she got shipped away and then then murdered. Uh, okay, I'm confused. Do rats not give a shit about dogs? You would think that having dogs around would be enough to okay, scare away. They don't come in my house. And I and the dogs are in the house, so they don't they don't come in right. the house. But they're in the fucking attic. Like you can hear them in the walls, in the fucking floor. They're in the garage like a motherfucker. And like I can't hear I I no, started I trapping again. You've... I started trapping again and I, I can thin the population when I start fucking killing. Right, and I'm but doing that, but, get rid of them. but you can't poison because then they die in the walls, and then the house smell. It's right. This is very. It's literally. It's find something to scare them away, which I found nothing so far. People are like, use pepper flakes, use this. I've tried everything. It all, yeah, yeah. None of the remedies work. It all seems like bullshit because if one of them worked, there'd be a solution, and everybody would use it. The stupid. High pitch noise. That doesn't do. We've got thirty of those yeah. fucking things, and we have one that's in the attic 
that's like the size of a fucking boombox. It should fucking it should vaporize them. It's so big, and they're massive rats up there. Yeah, that's just it's that neighborhood. Yeah, those it, old ladies screwed you. Those old ladies fucking bred them, and yep. then then imagine, and they said the old ladies bred up to half a million. Holy so. Crap. Imagine what a half a million rats turns into, and that was in 2000. We lived here when that happened, 2008, 2009. Imagine yeah, what. So imagine what. Twelve that, years later. Yes, that's that's three million rats. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, fuck. There's more rats than people in Palisades. That's for damn sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. So, and you know, you know, there's no solution because the Palisades is full of rich people. And if they could eliminate those rats, they would. And they have not been able to do it. It's fuck. Every single neighbor goes through this around here. And every single fucking, like, every, just like everybody has a gardener. who go down the street and the exterminator dudes out there. Right. And then another thing, too. You live over here, so they, they like, want to sign you this contract. And then they fucking just want to milk you for money. Right. And, and like I said, you can't poison them. Right. Killing. It's either... Kill them or make them go to the neighbor's house. That's all you can do here. And that's what everybody's doing. They're having their exterminator. Then yes. they go to your neighbor's house and they get an exterminator. It's just passing them from one house to the other. Yeah, and they bounce around and bounce around. But right now I've got it bad. I finally got one last night in my traps. The little fuckers have been picking my traps clean. And I use I just use peanut butter on traps always because it's sticky and works. Right, harder for them to like take. They've been getting that shit off the fucking traps. I, like, I started over the weekend and I got the first one last night. Huh. And I have like eight traps set right now. Yeah, and one doesn't put a dent in anything. No, I've got to. I've got to get through. If I get through about twenty rats, that that's a good uh, flattening the curve. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh shit! And that fucking rat that I got today was big, man. <sighs> he was big, dude. Are you using the ones that smash their heads in? Yeah, the really hard. I've used lesser ones before, and they're so big, they get out of it. Right, because it doesn't have enough force to kill them then. Yeah, right? it's got to snap their fucking neck or crush their skull or whatever it is. But Right. Yeah, and then they're so diseased and grossed, I throw the trap away. I know people pick their bodies out. Oh, like, no, I literally take a shovel, scoop yep. it, put it into a trash bag, and take it straight to my trash can, and I don't want anything, I don't want anywhere near me. No. I'm with you. That seems like the logical way to deal with that. <laughs> and then the thing I did over the weekend, and I talked about this on Facebook, it is, I feel like the biggest idiot for not doing it before is we re-Wi-Fi'd the house. I did that on. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, my God. What a fucking difference. Is it just, um, it, it amplifies the signal in different rooms? Is that what it's doing? Uh, I only it's, have. Yeah, it's one signal, and they're all on the same, wi and they're all, you know, the same thing. So. Right. It's, I have three of them and it looks, it basically looks like, you know, the tall Alexa. Uh-huh. There's the little short ones, but then there's the tall, nicer one. It looks yeah. like that. So I got three okay. of those and, but one in here and one, and that only one's plugged into the network and then it's broadcasting out and, and the other one picks it up and it, so it covers your entire house. Like it covers That's my awesome. yard, my front yard, my backyard. Like I'm, I've never since I've lived here been able to use my cell phone in the back in the back uh, bathroom or in the fucking a kitchen really <laughs> right because it was too far yeah it was too far out out of the and then you know the wi-fi was in this room 
And then there was a separate Y, and I had two separate networks because I put one in my wife's room because the one she didn't like the signal strength coming from here. So I put one in her room and in the back, and then it was in here. And then the rest of the house would maybe one of those networks you could you could get on that would work from wherever you were. And it was spotty at best. So now I finally have like full coverage. And it literally took about 30 minutes to set up. No, that's awesome. The the only bullshit trickery is they say, hey, plug it, um, plug it in and then download the app. All right. And then the first thing the app tells you to do is shut off your old fucking unplug the internet and then shut off your old, your old Wi-Fi router. All right. I, I can't use my phone at that point. And oh. it became the issue was it didn't start asking me questions about my internet service, which I couldn't look up because I had right. no internet and I have no cell phone. But the app still worked. It was weird. The app still I could click next, click next, and it did it all. And then I finally it got to the point where I couldn't get a hold of my cable company. I tried to call and it's busy and all this extra shit that I finally there were five options and I just did every single one of them until I got the right option. <laughs> That's what I did. And that was the longest part of the setup. But if you could find out what kind of internet you have beforehand, it will save you that nightmare. Okay. That right, makes have, sense. If you have a static IP, uh, whatever IP, uh, PPPOE ID, like it's got all these uh, things I've never heard of. Yeah, I don't know any of that stuff. But anyway, uh, highly recommend doing that if anyone is suffering with Wi-Fi at home. Yeah, no, I that that makes sense. I mean, I live in a small place, but I probably need a new uh, router thing. I have just the original one I've had since they set up the internet. <laughs> See, that's what what I had in this house. Like, I'm not kidding. I said it, and when I wrote it up, I'm like, yeah, like 12 years. It might be older than that. That Wi-Fi router might be fucking. That might be right. the first fucking router I ever put in this house when 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 Wi-Fi became a thing. I upgraded. At some point, I want to say like five years ago. So mine's only like five years old because I went from, uh, I went from, uh, oh fuck, what's that old one called? Uh, DSL to, uh, oh, yeah. to the fiber optic or whatever the hell it is. So when I upgraded, I got a new one, but even five years old is pretty old for equipment like that. I, I'm not kidding. Mine could be as much as 14 years old. <laughs> Like, and it always worked because I only used it in this room to work. Like right. it wasn't everything. Now all the TV stream, the phone yeah. stream, the, there's a lot more shit on it. So you definitely need a better Wi-Fi. No, that's the thing. When you know when you got it, that's the same thing here. You know, when I got it, it was only the computer when I needed it. Now yeah. we stream TV. I have a doorbell. I have, you know ipad thing we have you know like the kids are here we have three phones on it we have you know dude right now and then the cool thing on the app now i have the app like i'll show you all the shit on it right now Uh oh i am what happened i'm getting uh blown up here hold on Uh -uh. i'm checking my on my wi-fi right now just as we speak what's using internet so i've got one alexa two alexa Three Alexa, uh, one Roku, Shorty's iPad, Shorty's iPhone, my wife's MacBook, my wife's iPhone, um, another computer that my wife has, another Roku, 
lights in my daughter's room and then two other musical things that are in my daughter's room and a ring. That's all on my network right now. Right. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of shit. So I get why my little shitty 14-year-old router was not fucking cutting the cutting it anymore. Makes sense. I, I, I had one of those Google Home or whatever they call the Google theirs. Google Nest or whatever it is. Yeah, I unplugged it. I don't that stupid voice thing. It was like it one it was eating up why you know, it's eating yeah. up your internet, but I never used it. So I was like, oh, why do I have this thing? I'm never you know, so it's unplugged. It's just sitting there. Oh my god, mine, I I still talk to mine. I, I never I use it, it as an alarm clock every day. Okay. And then I use it a lot of times I'll just ask it basic shit like what's the weather or what 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 time is it or something. like if I'm sitting here working and I don't see a clock on my watch or phone with a, I'll ask it what time it is and then a lot of times I'll say hey what I need a recipe for blah 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 and it'll tell me and yeah, then but I how listen do you to music remember it? it see I look that kind of shit up on I'll on put the it iPad. in my uh, uh the one in here has the battery and it's portable and I can bring it in the kitchen with me and shit like that it would work if I oh and you just what you have a keep repeating. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I'm weird. I'll listen to a recipe, and pretty much I got it. Sometimes oh, I'll I'll ask it for a repeat, but uh, most times I'm just like, oh okay, oh that's what the oral because I really want to know. So I got to put salt in here and pepper in here and da da da. Then I'll be like, oh yeah, it's mustard seed or some random thing. I'm I'm usually looking for one or two things. Oh, uh, you got a better memory than me. I I can't remember a recipe if you just if I just hear it. I gotta. I'm a I'm a, a winger, I like to wing it. And plus, I'm picky, so most recipes I take shit out of anyways because I don't like a lot of stuff. You're just looking like a uh, like for a general plan. Yes, can... I get a plan of that. Okay, so it's flour. <laughs> this all right? Okay, well no, I'm replacing that with this. Okay, no, I'm okay. not using that. So I'm. Uh, <laughs> it is weird. I am right now so over fucking cooking. I can't fucking tell you. No, I know. It's, it, I I can't remember. I mean, when the kids come over on Friday, we always get food to go from someplace. But that's it. The rest of the week, I eat at home, and it's it's crazy. Oh, <laughs> shit, man. It's monotonous. And then that's the thing. I'm, I I can cook, but I'm not fucking Martha Stewart. Like right. I'm not coming up with gourmet shit. And I can only cook a certain amount of things. There's certain my go-to dishes and. That fucking rotation gets really tight, like a top 40 radio station. You're like, holy oh, shit. Totally. I am sick of tacos. What the fuck? You know what we pulled out from the archives the other day? It was a uh, a stretch uh, recipe from way back. We did hairy hot dogs. Oh, those are good. The, the kids were like, I was like, I'll make you hairy hot dogs. <laughs> and they hadn't had them since they were little. They were thrilled at that. Isn't that fucking crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm making randomly weird shit too like in my cupboard right now too and once in a while i'll just be fuck it we're having spaghettios like that's <laughs> guys want to eat and fucking spaghettios because that's what i'm making <laughs> just over it yeah no i'm with you and i grill a lot too i'm doing a lot of grilling but that just when it was hot especially it's nice to grill outside rather than turn on the oven oh definitely and i mean grilled food is awesome yeah i like to grill I don't have a barbecue anymore and it's a pain in the ass in the apartment. I don't have a balcony, so I would have to go down and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it loses some of the appeal when there's that much work put into it. And the ninja home grill isn't really like a grill. That's like a George oh. Foreman grill. That's not like a barbecue grill. 
No, at that point, I yeah. just cook meat in the stove. You know what I mean? Like there's a, you know, like I could pan fry a burger and be just as happy as trying to do a. Do you know what's milk. good uh, in the oven is a steak. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, and, and like, and by the way, it cooks way faster when you put it in the oven. Uh huh. Because when I do steaks in the house, I do them like super hot pan and sear each side for like three minutes, and then just take the whole metal pan and stick it in the oven at like four hundred for right. literally 10 minutes and it's beyond i like it medium well so it's at medium well in 10 minutes yeah that's how i like it too yeah it's it's good so uh i would do that in the house and then i can put butter on it and stuff whereas on the grill any type of butter or anything just makes flame and then you got burnt fucking steak yeah oh man i had a fun doctor's appointment today yeah okay so wait i'm confused as to why they wouldn't take your money I don't, I, it, it baffled me. I have, so two of my, remember, I'm Mr. Fucking Doctor now. Oh, did I tell right. you fucking the King of Cardboard had a fucking heart attack? No. Yeah, King of Cardboard had a fucking heart attack. A legit heart attack? Yeah. Did he need, like, stints or whatever? No. What did he? Uh, ended up being, as far as heart attacks, best case possible scenario. He didn't have an artery blockage, doesn't need surgery or anything. In fact, it was, it was a vessel within the heart that clogged okay. and it caused the pain. And they just treat it with, with medication. And they're like, hey, this is actually a good thing this happened because, you know, you it was kind of like it. helped him not have a major yes. heart. Yeah. Okay. So, so, and he's fine. He literally, uh, he didn't, he was in the hospital for two or three days. They watched him and he was back to work immediately. Wow. So, yeah, he's, he That's didn't, good. he didn't miss anything. But yeah, the fucking shit is, <laughs> and I fucking almost fucking croaked. It's they're all kinds of bad shit. And by the way, okay. mine would have been a COVID nineteen death because being home on COVID quarantine is what put me over the edge and almost fucking put me in the hospital. Right. Like there's no, a lot of that. Sure. Like we you know they're saying they're faking the numbers for COVID nineteen. No, I'd have been good. My death would have been a COVID nineteen death because it would have been because of quarantine. That's what fucking happened to me. Um. Okay, but you were going. You had. You had appointments today, and they oh, yeah. wouldn't take your insurance, right? Yeah, well, they were – it was – I go to two of my doctors ordered labs, but now I'm doing online doctor visits. So they usually just take blood when I'm in there, and they send it out. Well, now they're like, oh, you have to go to the lab. All right, cool. Let's go to the lab. So where do, where do I go? And they go, oh, go to our lab. And all of my shit is through Providence now. That's my health provider, Providence okay. St. John's. And what's cool is all the doctors are through there. And they all have everything. In, they all. I have a website, and I can see what every doctor's doing. They can all see what each other are doing. There's no mix-ups. There's no anything. And then sometimes when I go to the doctor, they'll be like, hey, I'm taking blood. I go, hey, I just gave blood fucking next door like two days ago. Look at their blood. And they'll do it. So that's, that's been really cool. And I've had no problems. So they have a lab. And I assume that's who does my all my blood work because I get blood work done all the time. Right. And they right. go, oh, go downstairs to our lab. I, all right, cool. So I walk in this morning. I get there at 7 fucking a.m. And the lady goes, asks my name, pulls it right up on the file. Oh, here it is, here it is. And she goes, all right, go in this room. And she comes back and goes, oh, wait, we don't take your insurance. Like, how do you not take my insurance? Yeah, because the doctors, the other doctors do, right? All of them take my insurance. Like, I'm in this right. network because of this insurance. And I'm like, this is why I'm here. And she goes, yeah, we don't take that. So, uh, you know, I go, what do I need to do? 
and they they look at me and I go, I'll just pay. I, I hear you a credit card or I can pay cash. What, what do you want to do? Oh no, we can't take money from you because you have insurance. I'm like, what, what do you mean? mean? I don't understand. I'm like, I'm like, I don't. I said that too. I go, I don't understand. And they go, well, you have insurance, so we can't uh, bill you. We have to bill your insurance, but we don't take your insurance. But if so, then bill me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, just bill me. And they're like, no, because you have insurance. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me. And I'm like, but you know what? Forget it. And I left, and then I called my doctor, and then she now put it to like a you know a Quest or a LabCorp or one of those, and then okay. I'm going on Friday to one of those. But I still don't understand the logic in that. Yeah, you have insurance, but they don't take your insurance, so why can't they bill you? I look at it as insurance I don't get, period, at all, 1,000%. Uh, and I think a lot of times they – to turn shit down because they want you to pay it and then they'll eventually pay shit. Like, you know, they're, they're just shysty fucking assholes and right. I hate them. So I was just, all right, fuck it, whatever. No, I'm with you. It, it, the whole health insurance thing oh. is so fucking confusing on yes. purpose. Yes. And it it's, it, it's ridiculous. I hate it. It's a fucking nightmare. So I just, was we like, just oh. changed insurance again and I was oh, reading the paperwork. Shit. And it's so confusing to even understand like the scenarios where you owe 35% up to this amount, but if it's this, then it's, you know, I'm like, and you can, but how about, and you can uh, put money into an account that pays your, those expenses right. for you. <laughs> what? But if you don't use all that money, you lose it. If you put it in one of those accounts, <laughs> Yes. No, That's it's... why at the end of the year, they're like, use your flexible spending or whatever that thing's called. Because if you don't, it just goes away, and it's like, wait, that was my money. <laughs> that money shouldn't go away. That money should be put on a debit card and sent back to me. Right, or carried over to the next year or something, but, ah. Uh. No, it's a fucking nightmare. Oh, I had my uh, my one-year anniversary at work this week, too. Oh, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, I'm getting uh, a raise, awesome. they said, but now, he has told me I was getting a raise, like, two months ago, he goes, hey, he goes, your one year's coming up, and I'm like, yeah, and he goes, oh, we're giving you a raise on this date. But then they paid me full for four weeks. I don't want to go there and say, hey, where's my fucking raise? I didn't work, and he paid me full salary. Do we have people still not back that are still on full fucking salary pay? Yeah, I believe it. You know, like, it's that's awesome that he did that. No, you he's, he's a good dude. At my, at my company, we're, we're small, but we're in two buildings, right? We're the, uh, the main office and the warehouse. So when we were on full lockdown the warehouse guys were getting paid not to work, right? Like, yeah. I mean, they, but we were all still working from home like we are now. No big deal or whatever. But apparently now some of the warehouse guys are mad that they have to go back, but that we're not back in the office. Okay. And I'm kind of like, fuck them. They got paid to do nothing that whole time. We've been working and we can work remotely where they can't, you know, warehouse from home. Dude. We did this thing, and it just it felt racist to me. And it wasn't. And I understood the the original. When I came back, and they told me, hey, we need you to come back because we're going to start bringing back the warehouse. And then that means trucks coming in and out and blah, blah, blah. Right. But yeah. we want you to scan everyone, uh, everyone. So I go, all right, cool. And I got there, and I was scanning everyone that came to the door. And they go, oh, no, no. Only the warehouse guys you scan. Don't scan the office workers. And well, I said, not? they could bring in. And I said, too. why not? Exactly what I said. And they said, oh, because the office is spread out and we do. We have, a, we have huge fucking properties. So 
and with not everybody back and a lot of people still out, it's set up so no one, you, no one's sharing an office. Anyone that has an office has their own office, and people that are like in a common space are twenty or more feet apart. Like no one's on top of each other. They closed the break room. Like they did a lot of things. Okay. So they were like, but we're social distancing. Would it still be good to know? That's what I thought. So then every day I'm out front scanning. And by the way, every dude who works in the back, a little Latin dude. And 100% of them, little fucking Latin dudes, right? And I'm out there scanning those guys and everybody walks through like, hey, what's up? And just walks in. And these dudes are in a line 30 fucking deep getting their temperature taken. And I'm like, this is fucked up. This is not right. And then finally today, the boss was there while I was doing it because he usually comes in much later. And he's like, why aren't we scanning everyone again? I'm like, you guys, he, by the way, the, our, my boss, he owns the company, but he lets the people that run it, run it. He doesn't right. okay. intervene almost ever. And he said, why are we doing that? And I go, they, I go, I said the same thing. And I was told that everybody else is social distant and it's only the guys in the back. Cause they literally are helping each other carry shit. And like, right. you know, they're close. Yeah. I get that. And but... they're loading trucks together and they're, you know, all, all right on top of each other. So I was like, that's what I was told. And he goes, nope, from now on, everyone gets it. I'm like, thank God. Yeah, it does seem a little. Yeah, it seemed racist. It was like, oh, yeah, we're only right. going to screen these little fucking Latin dudes. Right. Uh-oh. No. Uh-oh. My phone's talking now. It's wife's coming in the front door. But also, you know, at my work, there's only like 10 people in the warehouse. So yeah. they're not on top of each other either. But I just thought it was a little petty of them to be, you know, like, wait, why aren't the office guys in there? I mean, we've been working this whole time. Okay. Here's another one at my work that's weird. There are, there was a girl that came in today and she's my boss's uh, personal assistant, the owner's personal assistant. She's been off since this started and today's the first time I've seen her and I've been back. This is my third week. All right, and I was out for four. So for seven weeks, she's been drawn full salary without working. There's another assistant that's been there like 15 years. She hasn't got one day off. Not one. Oh, really? Why not? Because... The office, like five, six people stayed in the office completely. They never oh, okay. stopped. There were people who never left? Yeah, and like to answer the phones and if clients called and that kind of stuff. Okay. And there were a few of the office girls that have never had a day off from this. Yet, they didn't get bonus. They didn't get extra money. Right. Like, it's super right. cool. He's looked out for everybody and the people that are like, like, you're technically furloughed, but we're on full fucking salary, so you're not, and our benefits are still being paid. And he's right. looked out for everyone, but I thought, wow, that kind of sucks. Like in your situation, it's like, well, these people that are fucking working and getting paid right. uh, aren't getting paid any extra. And then there's people that have never worked. Right. Yeah. And, and see, like working. at my work too, like the owners were coming in and doing shit when it was yeah. like hardcore. So there were like those guys, but I mean, they're the owners. So you were, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't, my boss never comes in five days in a week. Usually, anyways, right. he usually misses a day, sometimes two days in a week. But he's, you know, worked his full regular load this whole time. Right. Oh, man. And then, yeah, you know, it's funny. There were huh. stories today about like, so Twitter told a whole bunch of its employees it can, they can work from home now forever. And they're saying that this is going to change. A lot of companies are realizing that they can have people at home and there's going to be a lot of people who end up getting to work from home now from this point on. And they were explaining that it's bad yeah. for the economy because like those people, they don't drive. So they don't use gas. They don't wear and tear on their cars, which costs money. 
they don't eat out at lunch. They don't go to happy hour after work at these local businesses. They're like these local businesses by these big companies are going to get hurt yeah. because these people aren't going to have to come into work anymore. But it's just like we stop using gas so they raise the price of gas. It's like, fuck right. you. And, and uh, right. the gas has been really cheap. This has been awesome throughout this phase. But I've noticed it's in, around even around work where it's cheaper. It's up like 15 cents in the last week. Right, because more people are driving and they're like, oh, it's time yeah, to let's fucking jack it back up. Yep. Fuckers. No, I, and you know what? To me, it's just it's a, a shuffling of the economy. There's different expenses you have when you work at home, you know, like and local businesses around your house would do better than the ones around. You know what I mean? It'll just be yeah. a shifting of of how people do it. But I can see how this has opened up the eyes of some companies. Think about it. You could have a smaller office. You could have, you know, less overhead with people you know at the off it, it i don't know it seems like yeah no it's it's gonna change shit it's uh i that fucking that new normal catchphrase is fucking annoying the shit out of me but there's going to be one once this yeah. is all done because things are gonna it's it's like 9-11 nothing was ever the same after that and right in essence we're gonna have that again nothing oh you know what bugs me the one i don't want to ever hear again that they use in like every fucking tv commercial because i watch tv now like 18 hours a day <laughs> is in these unprecedented oh, times, fuck. I don't ever want to hear in, in these unprecedented times ever again. And we're not all in this together because the fucking some asshole walks in my fucking office every fucking day with no mask on. Right. And I go, no, I hey, get the fuck the out of here. <laughs> my neighborhood has been more crowded than ever. And you, there's a ton of assholes. And it's funny. They're mainly old who don't wear masks. Oh, like you're God. the fuckers who are at risk. By the way, since we talked last uh, double rainbow guy died. Who was yeah, my friend's brother? That was not COVID related, though. That was when just... you read the story. They it sounded COVID because it said he he had a social media post where he said, "Oh, I don't have COVID because I don't have a fever." And then they're like, and then he had a hundred one degree fever. Oh, I didn't hear about the fever part. I just heard he had a whole bunch of health problems, and they had yeah. already moved him out of his cabin to an apartment. He was a big Be guy too. Yeah, because he was so unhealthy. Yeah. And so I thought that was unrelated. But how come? So, you know, his brother, I know his sister, his sister. Remember the oh, fucking crook I worked with out in Brea, Jeff oh, Angel. Okay. Angel was his sister, his little sister, because one of my other Facebook friends posted and knew him. Like how many people actually personally knew the double rainbow guy? If somebody else knew him and I'm like, yeah. what the hell? That was uh, uh, Angel, who was Jeff's wife or fiance or whatever they were. They're not together anymore. But uh that was her brother. Do you know what ever happened to him? Did you ever hear any updates? I on hope that he's in prison, but I know he's off. He's just moved and is running a scam somewhere else. He, right. he was a fucking con man. No, for sure. You know what he reminds me of is the dude from uh, Tiger King who ended up with the zoo. Dude. Oh. That I think his name is Jeff, too. <laughs> well, we found out afterwards people started researching him. Like, he'd been to prison and shit for fraud. Like, Right. He was a yeah, there's people who just live their life that way. Yeah, you're a fucking con man. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I was just curious. I guess weren't there like convicts who were out to get him and shit? I wondered mm. if you had ever These heard any called update. called me him. and were like, motherfucker. Because I was like, they, he sold it off like he and I were partners. And you're like, yeah, that's. And I was like, no. You. Did you tell him he screwed me just like I he did? I'm you like, guys. I'm like, by the way, he was paying me and they all knew I was getting paid because I wouldn't come in the door. And we stopped being able to pay me. I was like, dude, I'm done. I'm not coming back. I'm out. Right. Because I knew he was shady. 
But I'm like, as long as he pays me, I'm fine. And then I realized he was fucking everyone in there. And he still wasn't, owed me like eight or nine grand. Wasn't Dr. Gadget still friends with him? Uh, the, no, in a weird, indirect way. He was friends with Tim because, by the way, he was a drug addict too. Gadget was? Or? No, no, no. This uh, this dude, uh, Jeff. Oh, that's how Tim knew him. Yeah, right? Tim have... knew him because, and by the way, and then Tim hooked me up with him because he told Tim, hey, I have a radio station. I have this and this, and uh, I'll give you free commercials if you give me treatment. Right. So, and Tim's just a good fucking dude. Tim treated him and then was like, hey, Stretch, I want my money back. Go help him. And then Tim hooked me up with him. How's Tim doing? Is is his rehab still chugging along? Yeah, rehabs are still good. And he's not a super high end. He's and he's not money. as shysty as those no. other ones, right? So he can. He's, I'm telling you right now, that's the only honest man I've ever met in that industry. Okay. Yeah. So he's still good, right? He hasn't. Yeah. And there's great honest people everywhere I've ever worked. And there are people that are in that business to save people and help people. And they're for every right reason in the world. But there's also fucking scumbags at every single place I've ever right. been. Right. Doesn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah. It's just like radio or any other business. Wait, who were the really good radio people who were there well, for the right reason? Well, I look at like 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 no, Apple. Right. Apple's a fucking good dude. Right. Like I know a few really good dudes in radio. Other than that, I don't know. No, you're right. I mean, like I always like Mark Wallengren and I love Mark. Mark yeah. sent me the nicest uh, note a few weeks ago. I posted something about him, and he and he hit me up and just sent me, and he's just such a fucking good dude, man. I no, really like it. No, there were good people at the radio station, just not in management. <laughs> Other than Pirelli, Pirelli was the yeah, and and I mean I like Kent Christensen too, but he was out. I I mean, God, he was gone. You know, did you know Aslock is fucking a sales girl and I know her name? Oh, he is. He's cheating on the Mister Holy Roller. Yes, he was fucking some sales girl and I know who she is and I know who her husband is. <sighs> Those yeah. typical that guy. I know, Mr. Holier Than Now, Mr. Fucking We're Too Blue and fucking against his good religious fucking faith-based bullshit fucking hypocrite fuck. scumbag. Fuck. What's Roy up to? I never hear his name anymore. My wife randomly has gotten tight with him again. But is he he still have stations in Riverside? I mean, or what is he? That was the last time I heard. No, he was, okay. He had weaseled his way in. Do you remember Don, who was my wife's buddy that ran Indy and then was at the LA Times and then was running yeah, K-Rock okay. and then was running KLOS? Okay. And my wife, shockingly, has worked at every one of those places with her because that's one of her best friends. So uh, he, she had this weird allegiance to him. And she would do shit with him everywhere she was. So and with his other businesses, yeah, well, he okay. would be like consultant or whatever. But he did stuff with with everywhere she was at. Okay, he did stuff, and then he was at KLS and he was in, and then when it got sold from whoever owned it to the Cuban guys that own it now, they were he was in there, and then finally they realized he was expensive and fucking ran him off. But he's got he's one of those dudes with fifty million things going on, and okay, and so he my wife was there when he was there, and she. Still, we'll talk to him. Matter of fact, she talked to him the other day about something. I was sitting there when he called. I but. forgot the guy's name, but I saw like, you know, like when Facebook suggests friends to you. Yeah. They suggested his old little servant boy. Remember <laughs> that guy? Okay. I ended up becoming really good friends with Damien. Damien Lewis. Damien, that's his name. Okay. Here is something weird. 
And I don't know if he knows or not, but uh, he had a girlfriend once upon a time who was a client of mine. Okay. Oh, you mean later he, on in life? Yes. <laughs> okay. And um, this girl was like and talking to me, like, "What do you? And I, how'd you get in this? Whatever." And I at some point said I worked radio. And she's like, "Really? My boyfriend's in radio." Oh, really? What's his name? And I'm like, I know him very well. Like, I know him. <laughs> and he, he's, he'll go out of his way. He'll reach out to me and call me and just like, hey, I saw you put a, a post on Facebook and you're da-da-da-da and just like check in and shit. Like, so I've I've actually become friends with that dude. Uh, see, I was never friends. I never <laughs> yeah. liked that guy and I'm not friends I didn't either. It just got suggested to me. I got to be over the course of time. And then I wondered at some point if, if and, you know, and I always tried to look out especially if I like those clients, I would do anything and try to help them and even try to make their stay there better. Cause they'd always have bad moments and be like, what do you need? I need this or that and something. So I don't know. And, and I would never, ever in a million years say to a person, Hey, uh, I know you're like, it's right. reaching con. So I wouldn't do that, but right. he's never mentioned it to me, but somewhere after that happened, we ended up being, uh, becoming pretty good friends. <laughs> Just what does he do now? Is he still on radio? Uh, yeah, he's like on the sales side doing, and by the way, he learned from the master. So he's got a lot of that shit going on. Right. But yeah, just strange, small world. Yeah, definitely. Especially when it comes to radio people. Oh God. (laughs) It's a super small world. Now there's not many of those people left. Ooh, this would be a good time to talk about this. So this week, as of yesterday at 5 p.m., I am now vice president of programming for the internet radio station. Oh, so that, that's you. That shall so remain still... nameless. And here is why this has all happened. And I am. Wait, now... wait, was, which station? Is this Chuck station or the one that you were doing the music? We will say for? no names. No one knows nothing of nothing. And here is okay. why. Okay. Everyone involved in this, minus me, works in radio. And oh, has okay, radio so. stuff. And this is going to be an issue. Okay. And so people can't lose their income because guess what? We're not a real radio station. At least no, not yet. No, it's an internet thing. Right. Yeah, it's incredibly high tech. There's another guy that's that's going to be a, a public partner as well. And his name's Greg. And Greg was, at one point when we were at start, Greg was the chief engineer at KBIG. Okay. He left KBIG to go to Orban. And he worked with a crew, and he basically, basically on this crew, they invented the technology for streaming during oh, wow. the course okay. of that time. And then he started his own company, and like every massive streamer in the world uses his fucking software. Oh, he's like TiVo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, he's one. Of, he's big time, okay. and he was always the guy in this deal. He's got this other thing he's designed, and he wanted a way to, to try it out. And it was through the app, the okay. technology. And man, they've got it. They put one on the air somewhere else. And I, I've been, will listen to it. The sound quality. It's way better than this. You know, satellite radio sounds shitty. It's yeah. got good, crisp, clean sound. Like he's, he's an impressive guy. Uh, Chuck can't be involved because it will ruin his life. Okay. So it's me and Greg. And then there are silent partners who will 
never be mentioned or or heard from again. And they are they are in there. And when a press release comes out here, because we're in, they're doing testing right now. Like it's up, everything's up, and they're testing it all. Okay. And once it's ready, like the shit's gonna be thrown, and it's gonna be a twenty four seven live radio station starting very soon in the next. Are you still doing the music? Uh, we've we're meeting on. I'm not personally okay doing it, but I am in charge of it. If that makes sense. Okay. I'm not right. doing it, but I'm in charge of it. Uh, yeah, I gotcha. I'm going to do shows. I'm probably going to voice track from my house. Like I'm just, I can't quit my job. There's no, like, no. I, there's no way I can quit my job. Don't do that. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going, there's shit I got to do, but like, this is a full on, like as of yesterday, we're like a corporation with board members and stock and all this shit. Like it's, it became very real yesterday. Okay. So that's coming. And that will roll out here before too long. But um, we will see. Yeah. <laughs> we will see how it works. But that's, So then that's are you not going to do the other thing you were doing with uh, oh, what's Jesus. his name? I, I, yeah. And as this these conversations evolved in this, I was just like, yeah, I'll be involved and I'll voice track some stuff and I'll do this and I'll help you with that and I'll help you with that. And then it's like, well, then when people couldn't be involved – and and believe it or not, I have no fucks to give with anything. Right. I will tell everyone to fuck themselves. Uh, they determined, hey, you're the perfect guy because you don't fucking care and you're not even in the industry. So go for it. So it's like, you know how there's a well, bunch no, of. No, but you had something else going on. No, with, that uh, was with uh, Rocky, the voice yeah. track in a fucking six hour hairband show that I was doing. Right. I was doing the music for that fucker. So are you not going to do that now? Because that's well, that, super time consuming. That was being pitched to a massive. Here's oh, so that wasn't a thing that already was go. You just had to do the demo. Yeah, yeah, I did the demo, and they and they liked it, and they're like, "Hey, we need to hear it." So we did the demo. Okay. And holy I, shit, they wanted a six hour demo. Yeah, because they don't want they don't they want to they want to hear the what the show is fine. So they're gonna hear a show, but um, no one's gonna touch me. Like I'm gonna become a pariah after this goes because we we already have um, sponsors on board for the new radio station. There's a couple, okay, and they're okay. and they're being stolen from radio. It's, oh, it's, okay. it's and that's immediately where it's gonna start pissing people off, right? Like, okay, that, and that's how they'll all find out because all yeah, where's this fucking money going? What the fuck is it? Where's this? And they're gonna be right. like, oh, and then when they're gonna look, oh, it's fucking stretch. That's what it's gonna. Be. That's how it's going. Right. So, uh. Is it going to piss your wife off? I just had to tell her she, all the paperwork went down yesterday and I had to have talked with her and say, there's some interesting stuff happening. She knew I was doing it, but now I'm. What did she say? (laughs) Because isn't that going to come? No, no, she's fine. Okay. Because fuck it. Hey, here's the deal. If anyone has a problem with me and it's going to look like I'm stealing money from people, if anyone has a problem with me stealing money from them, then they should have hired me at some point. You know right. I mean? And right. no one's fucking touched me with a five foot pole since like 2012. So, right. Yeah, no, no, no. I get that part. <laughs> Other than she's just guilt by association. Yeah. Yeah. And I told her to get ready for that. And she was like, all right, but you know, tell me what's up. And there's one conflict with her current employer, but okay, um, we'll see if they figure it out or how long till somebody puts two and two together. Right. And then, well, I'm talking, radio is her. So I've been yeah. looking because I've been very curious and, 
there hasn't been an updated LA ratings yet, but they just put out, I think horrendous. it was DC. No, I've heard them. I, I heard they were fucking horrendous. Well, what I was specifically looking at was Cume. Yeah. And DC, Cume was down across the board like 40% because, you know, people aren't going driving to work and that's the only place people listen, listen to the fucking radio. Yeah, you listen in the car. I was like, holy shit, they took a 40% hit in Cume, which, yeah, your ratings look like whatever, but there's nobody listening. And that was just, I'm waiting for the LA number so I can see what yeah. the Cume is like here. But in I can't remember the exact markets other than it was Washington, D.C. and somewhere else. And both all of them, some of them were down almost 50% in Cume. Wow. Which That's I was like, I knew this was coming. I was just curious sense. how... Because I talked to my old boss uh, uh, like three or four weeks ago, and he's like, oh, no, radio. They're saying they're doing better than ever. I'm like, no, that's fucking nope. bullshit. That's a lie. There's, you, the only reason anybody listens to radio is they have an old car like me and that they drive some places. When nobody's driving, that number is going to drop in the toilet. And, of course, there's the cum, and it's down you know, 40 to 50% across the board. Okay. Uh, here's where, where it's crazy. I was – we're basically doing what a lot of movie makers do. We are, we're going to compete with radio. And and by the way, we're going to treat it as an LA radio station is how it's going to be treated. We're going to street team and do all that shit. Like, and we're going to, our plan is to out radio radio and make radio local again and go to events out of our target. And there's a right. Whole, actually be out there. Yeah. Because radio doesn't do that anymore. They have like nope. one street team for eight stations that they own and they don't do that. And if they and do, if it, they it's do sales. they do nothing. There's yeah. a dude at a, co- at a at a coffee table or a, a card table, and he's not even hyping up things or giving anything away. They're just sitting there. I'm like, why the fuck are they even here? Yeah. So we're we're gonna go that and we're gonna go at it. And then our overhead is nil. We have our rent paid for. We have all of our gear already. We have a studio. We have the amazing streaming and automation and all that shit from Greg. We've got. Oh, it's just the music cost, right? Fifty fucking thousand dollars we had to pay. Okay, it's so. Is it a yearly fee? Is what you say? Yes. Pay okay. Yeah, it's based on where you're out. So of, we're right? in the like, whole fifty fucking grand, and we had everything basically right. free, other okay. than you know we had a lot of people that that are giving their time, which is should be paid for, but no one's getting paid. Right. Like, there's a lot of shit like that. But so, that's what it was. Fifty grand. 50 I knew it was kind of expensive. Grand. Yeah, we're 50 grand in the fucking hole. Okay. So we got to come out with that. And then there's we, there's gear we've had to buy and things we've had to get to, to get it fine-tuned, but that's yearly, right? They yeah. charge you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And we're in that we're in that hole already. So Right. Okay. So and by the way, and that's just us and we're one little radio station at that point. Imagine if you had to run the fucking electricity to a transmitter. Right. You've got a, the a massive, huge staff that radio stations have. Yep. You've got a licensing fee per radio station if you've got multiples. Right. And you've got fucking uh, just the insurance and all that. Like, we don't, we don't have health insurance or any of that shit. There's, there's a lot of fucking, they have a massive overhead. We can You also have the obligation to do, like, community uh, yeah. service bullshit, too. You know, like all the public. Uh, we have uh, no rules either because we're not yeah. broadcasting. You're not a licensed. You don't have to follow all those FCC rules and do all the shit that the radio stations have to do. We're we're very lucky, and we have. I mean, to me, fifty thousand dollars overhead scares the shit out of me. That that right. that has to be met, 
and and if we only make fifty thousand dollars this year, we don't make any money. Like, right. I, won't, I won't get a penny. I'm not getting right. a dime, and I, and this is already a part time, full time job <laughs> that hasn't right, started right. yet. So it's going to be a lot of time. And and honestly, and the people I've I've had to try to pitch some people to get people to do some work for us, and and they're like, "What's your end game?" And I'm and I'm honest. The end game is to become a big enough pain in the ass to a radio company or to a that streaming service you? that they buy us. That's right. That's yeah, when we sure. get paid. We're not going to make money until it's sold. And if it doesn't yeah, ever sell, no, we'll have some fun and maybe get a few dollars here and there. But you know, so be it at that point. But it is a big stick to hit people with. <laughs> no, totally. That's what I plan to do. So hey, that's every like startup. They don't make money, and they then all of a sudden they sell for like a billion dollars. You're like, wait, God. I, and by the way, and and to me, honestly, to be able to ever go out on my terms and then get paid and be, and be able to have money if I leave on my terms would be very nice. Even though no. when you sell, you typically uh, get to run it too. Yeah, depending on what it. Yeah, you're right. A lot of times they want to keep you around because you're the one who got it going and knows what <laughs> what you're doing. I don't think anyone will ever want to keep me around. <laughs> They'll be like, we uh, I guess buy it, it depends who buys it. He's got to go. <laughs> Not all the radio yeah. companies hate you. No, it just depends who you got it to. Yeah, that's true. And by the way, uh, what we, and, and I don't plan on fuck with anyone. I mean, there's people I hate, but I don't. We're our own thing, and I plan on right, you know, yeah. mocking people on the air uh, as as a whole and as a bad station and stuff like that kind of stuff. But I don't plan right. on saying who Ashlock's fucking. Right, right. No, no, <laughs> or anything like sense. that. Oh man. So it's crazy, but this is all about to hit the fan here very soon. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, it is. It's, a, it's also scarier and shit. It is. I'm, well. I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I love doing it and it'll be fun. And, but you don't have anything in it, right, as far as cash. No. But so, I, I have to teach the the knuckleheads and and train non-DJ right. people to be DJs and No, no, I understand that, but yeah, it's not a, like you're it's not like yeah. you mortgaged your house for no, it. No, 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 no. Thank God. And no one did. Yeah. No one's done right. that. But it's we're lucky that a lot of people had a lot of cool shit. Right. So. Oh fuck. Yeah. So we're about to run out of time on our disc we're going over. All right, well, let's wrap it up. All right, let's wrap this bitch up. Hopefully, we'll be back in uh, sooner than two months. And you guys stay safe, wear your mask, and uh, don't shake anyone's hand. So, till then, yeah. peace out. Check off. Goodbye.